This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to The Real Real, where we go behind the highlight reel and go into the unfiltered. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today, I am cozied up. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I am in my bed and I'm very happy because I always wanted to film these podcasts like in a very cozy setting. Eventually, I would love to build like a little studio either in my apartment or in my office and have it be like really comfy chairs and a comfy couch, bring my guests in. And even if I'm doing like a virtual podcast, I could still do that setup for it. So I'm thinking of potentially like bringing that back like virtual ones but I still want the video so I'm like how would I do that because no one wants to watch a zoom on YouTube but I just feel like I can interview some really amazing guests if I allow myself to do virtual again so I don't know let me know what you guys think which you prefer honestly my solo episodes do really well too so that's why I've been filming a lot more of these and making them still feel like either you're watching a YouTube video or you're listening to a podcast of you and your friends just like chatting, even though I understand it's a one-sided conversation. But anyways, welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry if my voice sounds a little weird. I'm not sick. I don't want to say I'm sick. I'm not sick. But I am a little congested. Like I have like my ears are a little clogged and I have some like phlegm in my throat, which sounds super hot. I know. But (laughs) I'm I I just feel like maybe my voice sounds a little off because this past week was Art Basel. And if you guys don't know what Art Basel is, I don't know. Is it pronounced Basel or Basel? I know it's not pronounced Basel (laughs) because I think some people say that. Whatever it is, it is a very fun week yet exhausting week in Miami. So I live in Miami, obviously. And Art Basel, I I attended last year as well. And it was my first time. Like, I had no idea what it was. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, kind of along for the ride, like, oh, cool, there's like events going on. Let me check them out. This year, I was a little bit more prepared. I like RSVP'd to events. I kind of made my plan. I picked out my outfits ahead of time. Like, I was a little bit more planned. And it was my best friend's birthday. So she came to Miami 
to celebrate. And that was a ton of fun. So it was a very fun week. But essentially what it is, is where there is a lot of art exhibits. So like the main purpose of it is that a bunch of artists from all over the world come to Miami and they showcase their work in art exhibits and art galleries. And there's art exhibit pop-ups like all over Miami. So there's some in downtown, there's some in Wynwood. A lot of it is at the beach though. I would say like majority of Art Basel stuff does happen at the beach. And there's these like giant tents that are set up all over the beach. And it's honestly, the art is super cool. Like I didn't do any of the art stuff last year. So this year I was like, okay, I want to like actually see art and do all of that. So I did end up going to an art exhibit this year and actually like walking around, talking to the artists, seeing their work. And it was just like really cool. Like I honestly loved everything that I saw and it makes me want to get more into art when I purchase a house, which who knows what that will be. But when I do purchase a house, it does make me want to get more into art and actually like care about the the stuff I'm putting on my walls, not just putting up like prints that I found from Pinterest on my walls. Like right now, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I have this piece behind me. And this was one of the pricier pieces that I got for my apartment. And when I say pricey, I mean like four or $500. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Like it wasn't like thousands of dollars, but I am so used to just buying prints that I was like, oh my God, a $400 piece of art is like crazy expensive to me, which I still think it's expensive. But (laughs) these art shows I was going to, they were like tens of thousands of dollars for artwork, which I don't think I'll get into yet. But like this was different. It was unique. It wasn't just like, it wasn't like a print that I had put up behind my wall. It's like, an actual canvas and I think it's different and cool and it makes me feel a certain way when I look at it like I feel relaxed I feel like I'm at the ocean I feel at peace and that's kind of like what I wanted my room to feel like and so those feelings I want to get more like art that makes me feel certain ways rather than just like being pretty same for like the piece of art that I have in my living room I have one that's like a black and white photo of the ocean I like those pieces because it makes me feel at peace and that is how I want to feel at my apartment so anyways enough about art (laughs) Uh, I did go to a few events Aloe hosted a few events I did some parties like some dinners and it was a lot of fun but honestly I preferred just like hanging out with my friends like having it to be an excuse to like go out to dinner hang out with my friends have a good time have some drinks and just like see people that were in town like that's personally why I love Art Basel and so that's what I did that week but it was a very long week like every single night I had an event I had a dinner I wasn't sleeping much like one night I only slept for two hours and then I flew to DC the next day because it was like two weekends of events and activities so I think I'm just like my body is telling me that I need to rest. So on Sunday night, I actually was in bed at 4.45. The sun was not set yet. I was in bed. I didn't go to sleep until like 8. I was like watching Friends and watching TV and on my phone and stuff like that. But I was like in bed, makeup off, PJs on by 4.45. I got up for like 30 minutes to eat some fried rice that was in my fridge when I was feeling a little hungry. And then I went straight back to bed. Like I was exhausted. And then I ended up sleeping for 10 hours that night. So I've been catching up, which is good. So all of that to say is that is why I am feeling a little bit congested. So that was my week this past week, but this episode I am really excited for. I love the end of the year podcast episodes because it's where I just have a chance to like recap and set goals and listen back to previous episodes as well. But 
this episode is going to be my 2023 wrapped episode where I am just going to reflect on the past year. If you guys haven't seen, I did do a dating wrapped on TikTok. I think it was really funny because it was my first year officially being single because my boyfriend and I broke up August of last year. So this is my first like full year of being a single girl in the past decade, which is insane. So I knew I had to do a dating wrapped, even though my love life was pretty, pretty non-existent, I will say. It was still funny to do that because I did go on a couple dates. So I'm going to plug my TikTok so you guys can watch that. But this is my 2023 wrapped where I am just going to be reflecting on the past year with you guys. And I honestly encourage anyone that is whether I don't care if you're a content creator, not a content creator, I think reflecting on the past is so important. And I'm not saying dwelling on the past, but reflecting to see where you started versus where you are now, even if it is regression. And I think we should like normalize regressing sometimes because I'm not saying that that's something that you should aspire to do, but I think it is normal if you look back and the year didn't go as planned. Um, It's okay if, you know, you started the year on a high note and you ended it on a low note. I mean, that was my year last year. Like last year, I started my year on a very high note. I was super excited. I was, you know, excited for 2022. I had just moved to Miami recently. I was in a really healthy relationship. I, you know, had started my business. Like I was on a high. 2022 ended. I had broken up with my boyfriend of four years. I was feeling so lost and confused. I was heartbroken. I was crying all the time. And, you know, I could look back at start of 2022 to end of 2022 and be like, wow, I've like regressed a lot. I made poor decisions. I made, you know, like there's so many things I could have done that have been like, wow, I did not get to where I wanted to be. I didn't accomplish a lot of my goals that I had set for myself. But now I can see this next year. Whereas I I started 2023 feeling confused, feeling anxious, feeling heartbroken. I have ended it on such a high note. And it's not because of the things I've accomplished. It's not because of, you know, what has happened externally. It's all like internal things that I've just like grown so much as a person. And that is why I'm ending it on a high note. And so I want to talk about that. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage 
damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Way's hair gloss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code RealReal. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I think so many times we rely on like external factors to either make or break our year. We rely on, you know, what's happened, how much money we've made, how much success we've achieved, what we've accomplished, if we've hit our goals or not. And trust me, this is coming from someone who... I have very high expectations of myself. I have high expectations of the way I want my life to look. I have high expectations of what I want to accomplish, of what I can accomplish. I put a lot of pressure on myself to be successful and to kind of like shape my life in the way that I want it to be. Like I think if something goes wrong or if I fail, it's on me. Like I am very hard on myself when it comes to that. And this year is the first year where I've really learned to like let go of that. And I have an episode that I did a few months ago or a few weeks ago. I don't even remember when I did it, but I think it's like my favorite episode that I've done because it talks about like letting go of control. And that has healed me so much, that realization that we could just like let go and surrender. And it has made me end this year on such a high note where I am so excited for 2024, not because of the things like on my calendar and like the things that I'm doing and and what I'm going to like accomplish in 2024. Like that's not why I'm excited. My life could stay the exact same in terms of like situation, relationships, living, like everything can stay the exact same. But I feel like my heart has changed so much and my mindset has changed so much. And so that is why I'm like excited to go into 2024. And I think I'm finally gonna enter this year with a sense of peace that I've like haven't entered a year in before because I've never like felt this way before, if that makes sense. So I wanted to talk about just like my year and as a reflection, but I encourage everyone to reflect as well. I actually spent this morning journaling, which I highly encourage everyone to do. If you are someone that you are looking to make a change in 2024, you're looking to, you know, I don't know, just like do something that you normally don't do in 2024, buy a journal, buy a good journal. I prefer, I think Moleskin has really good journals. And then there's a bookstore in New York City that I buy all my journals from. Last time I was there, I bought a journal because I knew that this one would run out soon. And it's the same one. And I don't remember the brand. So this isn't helpful at all, but it's in the West Village, <laughs> the bookstore. I believe it's on, oh, I don't even know the street that it's on. It might be on 7th, 7th Avenue. I think it's called like three books, three, three something, three company. I could be totally wrong, but that's where I buy my journals from and they're amazing. Get a good journal that you're going to actually use. The paper matters. I remember I bought a journal once and like every single time that if I don't like the way it feels or the paper, like I just won't continue it. So invest in a good journal and actually start to do it. This is the first time in my life I have ever completed a journal and it's taken me 
almost, well, it's taken me a little over three years. I bought this journal August of 2020 and I just, I'm about to finish it. I have one more page left, so I'll probably finish it tomorrow. So it's going to be completed December of 2023, which is just really insane that it's been three years since I've been, you know, writing my prayers and my life and my reflections. But I highly encourage everyone to do it because I was reading it this morning and I was looking back at the past year. I was looking back at 2022 and 2023. And when I started 2023, I was so confused. I was so lost. I was so heartbroken. I remember I had a crush on this guy when I started 2023, but I honestly was in no place to like like someone at this point because it was still very clearly not over my ex-boyfriend. But I think that that brought in like me trying to just like conceal me not being over my ex. I like wanted to find someone else, you know, and it's not like I was looking like me and this person met very naturally that I had liked, but I really liked this. I don't even know if I really liked him. I just like it was the first time I felt something for someone else in four years. It was the first time I've ever liked someone else in four years. And so it was just like a new feeling. But I was not in the place where I should have been because I don't think I ever healed from my previous relationship. And I was just like searching for something that I wasn't going to find in another person. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this might be able to relate where whether you're going through a breakup, whether you're in a relationship, like I think for so long, what I used to do was I would put my identity in things that were not right. Like I would put my identity in my relationship. I would put my identity in my business. I would try to find things that could like fill voids in my life. And I would try to find things that would like fill up insecurities that I had. And unfortunately, if you put that in people, if you put that in your business, if you put that in things like that just are not gonna work, you're never gonna be fulfilled. And so I made the mistake of trying to put my identity or my worth and like other people's opinions of me or if someone liked me or not. And thank God, literally thank God that this year I realized other people's opinions of me, if someone likes me or not, does not determine like who I am as a person. But in the beginning of this year, that was part of it, left me very confused and anxious. I was incredibly confused. I was incredibly anxious. I was sad. I was just like praying like, God, please give me clarity this year. And in January of this year, I wrote down that my word of the year was clarity. That is what I was like. I just need clarity on who I am. I need clarity on who you are, God, because clearly like I need it. I want clarity in situations where if I feel confused about something, if something is not right, especially when you're dealing with people, like if you like someone, if you like a guy and there is not clarity in it, it is not for you. I'm like such a firm believer in that, at least not then. At least I'm not saying that it's never for you, but I think for me, I needed to learn that like, why was I forcing something like that wasn't there? And It was a lesson that I learned very, very early on. It only lasted a few days in January, (laughs) but it was something that I definitely needed to learn. And it was something that I'm really grateful that I, I did learn. And so I realized that, you know, if something's not clear, then it's not for me at that moment. And so I let it go. But I was very, very anxious and confused that entire time. And I was anxious and confused with multiple reasons. Like, yes, that one situation, but also with, you know, just like life in general. I was like, I moved to Miami. I I had these deep friendships and I was deepening them and I was so excited, but I was like, 
what am I supposed to be doing this year? Like I had already raised money. I had already like there was I had no roadmap. Like I had friends. I had my business, but I had no idea where to go. Like I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be like searching for? Like usually in life I have like direction and a goal and something that I'm supposed to be accomplishing. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I could go a million different directions. My business could go a million different directions. Like where do I go from here? And that was what I really struggled with in the beginning of this year. I was just searching for solutions and searching to like make myself feel better, searching for excitement in areas that I shouldn't have been. I was always trying to kind of like fulfill and like distract myself, I think, when I really should have just been focusing on myself and focusing on my faith and that's it. Whereas I wasn't doing that. And so I know some of you are listening to this and you're probably like, yeah, I feel the same way. It's hard to describe unless you're like feeling it. Like you're just feeling anxious. You're feeling unfulfilled. You feel like you're lost, like you don't know where to go. You don't know which direction to be in. And it doesn't mean that things are going poorly in your life. I think this is a universal feeling no matter things are going well or things are going poorly. So come March, March, I started feeling, I think, my peak like confusion. And it didn't have to do with anyone other than myself. I just felt peak confused. Like I was making choices that I know I shouldn't have been making. I was wanting to distract myself and like be someone that I honestly just like wasn't. I kind of was angry. I I wouldn't say angry, but I was starting to feel a little bit upset at God because I was like, okay, God, it's been months that I've been feeling this way. And now I feel even more lost and more confused. And I'm just going to take things into my own hands and I'm going to try to do things my way. And it totally backfired on me. It was not, I, I again, ended up feeling more hurt and more confused than I have before. And I think when we get impatient with things and we're like tired of waiting and we're impatient, we're kind of like, okay, I'm just going to do things my way. And I'm just going to like, you kind of get desperate. And that's kind of where I was in March. I was feeling very desperate. And so that's when I, I mean, to be full transparency, I was talking to my ex-boyfriend again. I was searching for, you know, like my ex-boyfriend's an amazing human, so it has nothing to do with that. It's just like we should have let that go in in 2022, you know, like we should have left that there and not like tried again because it just leaves you more confused. And and it was very short lived. It was like a week. Like it wasn't like we were speaking for months or anything like that. But I just was so desperate to like feel something that I was like, okay, I'm just going to let's let me go back to what I know. And I didn't allow myself to like heal and I didn't allow myself to like go through the healing journey. And since March, I can say I have been 100% alone. I have not been talking to anyone. I have not been like seeing anyone. I haven't even really had like feelings for anyone. I've been like fully, fully, fully alone. And it has been a time where it's just been like me and God and I've been growing my faith and I've been deepening my friendships and I've been growing in myself. I've become more independent and it has been such a good feeling. And that's why I say my situations haven't changed. I'm alone in terms of like relationships. I am now entering a season where like there's so much pressure on the line for Rella in this next year when we need to start fundraising again, especially in a market that's horrible. And I've been hearing so many horror stories about it. 
I have friends that are moving away. Every single one of my friends, I used to be like surrounded by like a bunch of single girls here in Miami. And I remember talking about that on previous podcasts being like, it's so nice to have single friends and to have, you know, these like girls that you kind of like go through the same stage of life with. Yeah. Every single one of my friends in Miami is now in a relationship. So I'm the only one that's not. And like serious relationships, like not just little situationships, not flings, like they are probably going to marry the people that they are with. Every single one of them has like found their future husband. And I haven't like found a house that I want to live in or like purchase. My social media has not grown at all. It's honestly like declined, which I'm going to turn it around in 2024. (laughs) But I'm actually entering this year in I think a situation wise worse than when I started this year. But who I am and like how I feel, it's on a high note. And I know it's because I've been working on myself. I've been strengthening my faith. I've been allowing myself to be alone. And I've been in this like waiting season where I was really angry at first for being in the season and I didn't want to be. So I would try to distract myself. And now I'm in this season where I'm like, wait, I'm actually so happy to be alone. I've grown so much. I'm so thankful. I can see like God's goodness throughout this year. And this year has been really hard. Like there's so much on social media that I haven't spoken about. And there's so much on social media that I will never speak about. And so you're going to get these vague podcast episodes. (laughs) But I just want to say that I'm closing this year on such a high. And if you are wanting that, if you are like, okay, Natalie, like, how did you end your year on a high? Because I want that same feeling and, you know, your situations are not what you thought that they would be. I think it's embracing the waiting season. It's embracing the season of being alone. And it's, for me, it was really strengthening my faith and reflecting and praying and seeing how far I've come, even if my situations haven't progressed or gotten better on paper. Like on paper, yeah, things aren't, you know, wow, I'm not on top of the world on paper. But myself as a person, I have grown so much. And it's something that I will look back at this year. And even though things have been really hard this year, like I have gone through some stuff this year that has been really difficult that I will not be speaking about on the podcast, but I have. And I have grown so much and I I know I'm going to look back at this year and be so grateful that I went through it. And so if you have gone through a year that has been really difficult, you have gone through a year where you can't believe you survived it, you are, you know, I I don't know what you've gone through, but just know it's going to be okay. And it's going to be okay even if your situation doesn't change. And I think that's the thing. I think sometimes when I listen to these things, it's like, it's going to be okay. You're going to get out of this situation. And while, yes, you will get out of bad situations, I'm not saying that you're not. I think it's better to look at it with, even if your situations don't change, you are still going to be okay. And that is so much more comforting to me than just hoping for something to happen and some outside external thing to happen to me. Like, I don't, I don't need more money. I'm not looking for you know, a new career or I don't even want like a boyfriend. Like I literally, I'm just like happy being by myself and being content with where I am. And not every day is like that. There are some days where I am like, hello, when am I going to be over this? When am I going to, you know, be out of this? Like when, when is something going to happen? When is something exciting going to happen? When is something that I can be like, wow, this is so great. Like, I can't believe this 
happens to me. And this year was not full of those moments. This year was full of a lot of honestly like hard moments. Like, you know, the memes where it's like calling God in 2024, making sure I'm not one of his bravest soldiers. Like, yeah, that like I'm like, okay, is it over? Can I can I be like, can this year just be a year of like good things happening? And if it's not, it's okay. So that's my (laughs) reflection. I also made a list of things that like I did this year. I wanted to just like write down like, what did I do this year? So this year I was healing from one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life, traveled a lot and got to see parts of the world that I've never seen. I let myself down with some habits that I've made. Like I made some bad choices this year, you guys. I'm not going to lie. I let others' opinions of me tear down my confidence. I struggled a lot with the concept of identity in so many ways and not fully knowing who I am or what defines me. I strengthened my faith more than ever before. I deepened my friendships and my relationships. I became more independent, which is hard to believe because I feel like I've always been a very independent person. All my friends in Miami are in relationships and I'm the only single one now. And it's come full circle because towards the end of the year, I think my confidence is built up. My identity is in Jesus and my heart is actually healed from heartbreak. So yeah, that's not to say that 2024 won't be a difficult year, but I think I'm going into it with such a positive mindset and with, you know, a joy that I haven't had before. So yeah, that's my 2023 wrapped. (laughs) I love these episodes where I can just ramble with you and feel closer and more connected. And it's kind of nice that I just have a mic and a camera and I'm not like face to face with anyone because it's a lot harder for me to talk about these things in front of people. But for some reason, when I'm in front of a camera and on a mic and hand it off to an editor, I'm a lot better. (laughs) So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know it was a shorter one than usual, but um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that 2024 brings you a year of so many blessings and I hope that it's such a good year for you and a year of healing and peace and clarity and I pray that that's how it is for me too so anyways yeah thank you guys so much for listening the next episode is going to be my goals going into 2024 so it's going to be all the things I'm hoping to accomplish and achieve but obviously like this episode if this episode tells you anything it doesn't it's not a guarantee so anyways thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week with another episode bye guys Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.